This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're with Lynn and Sherrod on the Evening Edition. Popit Popit Parliament is officially back. And just so you know, this session is going to be running for a month, all the way until March 27th. So today's session kicked off with a full recitation of the Rukunagara with the preamble. It was a pledge. This is the first time it's been done after it was approved by Cabinet last July. So yesterday, National Unity Minister Dato Aaron Agodagang said that this move is aimed to inculcate the spirit of unity and eradicate hatred and racism in the country. Here's a little bit of the pledge being read by the MPs, led by Dewan Rakyat Secretary Nizam Maidin Bacha Maidin. Maka kami, Maka kami, rakyat Malaysia, rakyat Malaysia, berikrar, berikrar, akan menumpukan, akan menumpukan, seluruh tenaga dan usaha kami, seluruh tenaga dan usaha kami, untuk mencapai, untuk mencapai, cita-cita tersebut, cita-cita tersebut, berdasarkan atas prinsip-prinsip yang berikut, berdasarkan atas prinsip-prinsip yang berikut, kepercayaan kepada Tuhan, kepercayaan kepada Tuhan. Kesetiaan kepada raja dan negara. Kesetiaan kepada raja dan negara. Keluhuran perlembagaan. Keluhuran perlembagaan. Kedaulatan undang-undang. Kedaulatan undang-undang. Kesopanan dan kesusilaan. Kesopanan dan kesusilaan. There you have it. What did you make of this move by the government to foster national unity? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp us, or send us a voice note at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, or tweet us at BFM Radio. I'm thrilled to see how they uphold kesopanan dan ketatasusilaan because I think that's traditionally something they really struggle with. Yeah, and having been admonished, I think, or warned by His Majesty the King yesterday, I think, uh, to be disciplined uh, or risk a suspension. One wonders how. There's already, there are already voices of dissent, by the way. I know. So um, they've been admonished. Now they've made a promise. We'll see. We'll, we'll hold them to it. Uh, now on to the main event. Betong MP Dr. Richard Rapu Aman Anabagri wanted to know the extent to which the National Cost of Living Action Council, or NACO, has achieved its objective in addressing the cost of living issue. And he asked the ministry to list down its initiatives. So the Minister of Domestic Trade and Cost of Living, Dato Armizan Muhammad Ali, took to the mic explaining that about 58 billion ringgit had been allocated in Budget 2024 for subsidies and incentives related to the rising cost of living. Selain pengubalan dasar dan program-program utama merentasi pelbagai kementerian, strategi dan pendekatan berbentuk intervensi dan mitigasi juga dilaksanakan dalam menangani pelbagai isu dan kesan berkaitan kos sara hidup termasuk menggalakkan penglibatan pelbagai pemegang taruh. Untuk makluman tansi yang dipertua Belanjawan 2024 telah memperuntukkan sebanyak ringgit Malaysia 58.1 bilion untuk tujuan subsidi, insentif dan bantuan yang terkait dengan sara hidup rakyat. He went on to list some of the initiatives that had been launched, including the Jualan Rahmah Madani Program, the Jualan Agro Madani Program, and the My Lesson Program, among others, saying that the full list of initiatives would be available for public viewing on the Isan Madani portal on the 20th of March. There was also a question from a Padang Basa MP, Rushdan Rusmi, about the controversial Malaysia Madani white rice issue. And Bukit Gantang MP, Said Abdul Hassan Hafiz, a real position on NAKOL, or the um, 
Cost of Living Council. Yeah, a real position within NACOL actually, because in, in case you missed it, earlier this month, the Bukit Gantang MP had been reprimanded by several PH members for prematurely announcing the introduction of uh, the Malaysia Madani white rice when it had not, in fact, been given the green light by the government. The Minister of Agriculture and Food Security, Mohamed Sabu, had to come out to explain that the announcement was a mistake. Back in Parliament, Azima Armizan responded to the query from the Padangbasa MP by clarifying that the Prime Minister is the Cost of Living Council Chairman, while Syed Abdul Hussein Hafiz is the Chief Special Monitoring Officer for the Council's Food Cluster. Sebagaimana kita maklum bahawa isu berkaitan padi dan beras ini adalah di bawah Akta 522 uh, yang kementerian yang bertanggungjawab adalah Kementerian Pertanian. Uh, namun uh, mengambil kira KPDN adalah sekretariat kepada NAKOL, um, uh, saya ingin memaklumkan bahawa dari segi peranan sebagaimana yang disebut tadi bahawa sejak formation dengan izin NAKOL, pengurusinya adalah yang amat berhormat Perdana Menteri eh, sejak daripada pentadbiran-pentadbiran yang lepas dan peranan yang berhormat Bukit Gantang uh, sebagaimana dimaklumkan oleh Kementerian Pertanian dan telah diperakukan oleh yang amat berhormat Perdana Menteri kerana Kementerian Pertanian merupakan pengurusi kepada kluster makanan uh, dan uh, dimaklumkan bahawa peng- peranan rasmi yang berhormat Bukit Gantang adalah Ketua Task Force Pemantauan kepada kluster makanan NAKOL eh, jadi itu uh, peranan yang uh, sebenar secara rasmi oleh yang berhormat Bukit Gantang that was Minister of Domestic Trade and Cost of Living, Dato Armizan Muhammad Ali. Now, moving on to a topic that's been all the rage lately, but uh, not in a good way, and that's online scams. So Pulai MP uh, Suhai Zankayat wanted to know what steps are being taken to tackle the rampant issue of online scams, what's being done to help and defend scam victims. Law and Institutional Reform Minister Datuk Sri Azalina Uthman Syed shared that a meeting was actually held in December last year with all the relevant agencies. Following that, a committee to draft brand new legislation related to online crime was born, chaired by herself as well as the Communications Minister Fami Fadil and Digital Minister Gobin Dalam hal ini, satu mesyuarat telah diadakan pada 20 Disember 2023 bersama semua agensi Pusat Respon Penipuan Kebangsaan NSRC, Pusat Pencegahan Jenayah Kewangan Nasional NFCC, Jabatan Peguam Negara AGC, Kementerian Dalam Negeri KDN, Polis Diraja Malaysia PDRM, Bank Negara, Kementerian Kewangan MOF dan bahagian hal yang buat undang-undang Jabatan Perdana Menteri. Berikutan daripada itu, satu jawatan kuasa kerja cadangan pengubalan undang-undang baru berkaitan dengan kemudaratan jenayah dalam talian telah dipengusikan bersama-sama oleh saya, Yang Berhormat uh, Tuan Fami uh, dan Yang Berhormat Tuan Gobin. Kedua-duanya juga adalah menteri yang juga bertanggungjawab dalam isu digital. She went on to say that there was now a need to enforce a kill switch as a way to increase digital security. Objektif sebenarnya Tuan Yang Dipertua adalah untuk mewujudkan sesi libat urus untuk mendapati bahawa perundungan yang sedia ada pada hari ini tidak seiring dengan perkembangan teknologi semasa yang begitu pesat menyebabkan penipuan dalam alam maya semakin berluasan dan semakin cepat pada platform yang tidak lagi selamat dan dicemari terdapat keperluan segera bagi pujutan satu sistem kill switch melalui perundangan dalam memberhentikan aktiviti penipuan dalam mana-mana domain atau platform dalam tarian dalam negara kita secara automatik 
Kerajaan Madani juga sedang proses merangka satu akta baru yang merangkumi peruntukan berhubung dengan tatacara dan penguatkuasaan kill switch tersebut untuk meningkatkan keselamatan digital dengan izin digital safety secara terperinci dan jelas selaras dengan keperluan semasa serta perkembangan teknologi. She explained that many of our existing laws are all from before the year 2010 and compared the pace of government amending laws to an old bike. Penilai, penelitian juga sedang dilaksanakan oleh kerajaan melalui agensi yang berkenaan terhadap beberapa peruntukan undang-undang lain seperti Akta Pencegahan Pengawalan Wang Haram, Pencegahan Pemiaan Keganasan, Hasil pada Aktiviti Haram, Kanun Kesiksaan. Sebenarnya, Tuan Yang Pertua, banyak undang-undang kita yang ada ni, semuanya undang-undang ni adalah sebelum tahun 2010. Maknanya undang-undang kita agak lambat Maknanya kalau berbanding antara kereta ini macam kata orang betul-betul basikal-basikal buruk. Jadi inilah sebabnya undang-undang ini perlu dipindah bukan saja di segi substantif tetapi juga di segi prosedural supaya kita dapat membantu kerajaan yang berhadapan dalam uh, isu yang berlaku pada hari ini. The Pulai MP then pointed out the fact that scammers really use our own information to dupe us into believing that they are reputable and asked if the government was doing anything about potential data leaks. The minister acknowledged that this does happen, but then went on to talk about, uh, or rather went on to point out that really we are our own first line of defence. Hanya yang menjadikan perkara ni apa yang disebut yang scammer ni dalam fasa yang sangat sophisticated kerana mereka mempunyai maklumat. Saya jamin tuan yang dipetua dalam dewan ni tak ada siapa yang tak pernah kena scam. Tapi isu dia tuan yang dipetua ialah diri kita sendiri sebagai first line of defense. Maknanya kalau kita tak kenal nombor jangan angkat pertama. Tapi saya pun nak mengaku dengan apa yang yang buat sebut tu betul. Masalah kita ni lah kadang-kadang uh, pengundi kita di luar bandar. Kadang-kadang orang-orang warga emas eh? Mereka kadang-kadang uh, Tuan yang betul saya sendiri bila dengar suara Macam betul-betul PDRM dan magistrate Beritahu yang saya nak dikenakan tindakan Nak dibankrapkan dan sebagainya Jadi selalunya kita kena first line of defence That was Law and Institutional Reform Minister Datuk Sri Azlina Othman Said On Friday actually we're going to be taking up this, The question of a scam And yeah, Malajikini has a new kind of uh, game I think they're looking at the ways In which we can teach ourselves How to deal with this uh, experience I think it's a, it's a very contemporary experience Of being scammed online Now tell us what you've uh, had uh, if, if you've had any experiences being scammed and With someone attempting to scam you Tell us what method they tried to use You can call Double seven double three two nine hundred. You can also WhatsApp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine or tweet us at BFM Radio. Next, a discussion about the recent ruling by the federal court that nullified sixteen provisions under the Kelantan Sharia Criminal Code enactment. Just to give you a bit of context, on February 9th, a nine-person bench chaired by Chief Justice Tunku Maimun Tuan Mat uh, allowed a lawyer, Nick Ellen Zurina, uh, Z- sorry, Zurina Nick Abdul Rashid and her daughters petition. The family was challenging the constitutionality of 18 provisions in Clanton's Sharia Criminal Code enactment. So in Parliament today, Kota Baru MP Datuk Sri Takyudin Hassan wanted to know why the Kelantan state government is being blamed for tabling the state provisions that were contradictory to the constitution, saying that every state government has a legal advisor who will be sent to the AGC, who would then advise on legal matters. The Deputy Minister of Islamic Affairs, Datuk Zulkifli Hassan, uh, explained that the Attorney General's chambers had been consistent in not intervening in legal challenges mounted by certain individuals against the constitution. constitution of Sharia provisions in those states. He cited the, the Iki Putra case of 2021. 
Boleh dikatakan pada tahun 2021 dalam kes Iki Putra, Jabatan Peguam Negara tidak pun intervened, mencelah. Dalam kes yang ini juga, dalam kes Nia Elin, Jabatan Peguam Negara juga tidak mencelah. Mana ini merupakan satu tindakan yang konsisten oleh Jabatan Peguam Negara melihatkan kepada keseluruhan perkara dan faktor yang ada pada hari ini. Itu merupakan konsistensi yang ada dilaksanakan oleh Jabatan Peguam Negara dan saya ingat bahawa pada 2021 bukan kerajaan madani. That was Deputy Minister of Islamic Affairs, Dr. Zulkifli Hassan. Uh, now, let's talk about the walkout that happened during the afternoon session. This came after the Law and Institutional Reform Minister, Azalina Uthman, proposed a motion to seek the Dewan's permission for the Prime Minister, Dr. Sri Anwar Ibrahim, to deliver his speech to thank and congratulate the young Dipatuan Agong on his coronation. Yes, this was met with strong opposition uh, from the uh, the, the bench across the aisle who said the speech would uh, should have been done earlier in the day. Here's a clip from the exchange that followed. That's what, oh, that's what exactly yang tak pernah Tuan Yang Dipertua, uh, Tuan Sri Yang Dipertua, biar saya terangkan, saya buat permohonan di bawah 14.2. Saya bukan memaklumkan pada Dewan bahawa kerajaan akan, saya memohon kebenaran. Jadi ahli daripada front bench menyokong permohonan saya. Kemudian Yang Dipertua akan menanya pada Dewan Boleh ke tak boleh untuk setuju ke tidak That's what I'm saying Kita belum sampai lagi ke setuju ke tidak Pembangkang nak membantah Nak bantah tu bila peringkat setuju lah Pembangkang pun tak ikut peraturan Nak, nak bantah Kalau, kalau majoriti majoriti setuju atas prosedur Dewan Kita buat bantahan sebelum Betul tapi kalau majoriti setuju sebab Menteri minta kebenaran Dewan Kalau menteri tak nak ikut peraturan, kita tak ikut kebenaran dewan. Yang buat apa pun nak jadi menteri. Sebelum ruling oleh itu, speaker, betul itu sebab itu saya kata, biarlah dewan no, no. membuat keputusan. Let, let me be clear. Menteri, yang ya, menteri minta ialah satu permohonan. You cannot saya use your majority to bulldoze. No, no, no. no, no. Bulldoze, kita no, buat peraturan. Kita minta kita kebenaran dewan. Majoran. Saya no, tidak mau. No, now I leave it to you. Now saya akan buat keputusan. Alili yang berhormat, sekarang saya kemukakan masalah kepada majlis untuk diputuskan. Masalahnya ialah usul seperti yang kemukakan tadi hendaklah disetujukan. Alih bersetuju kata bersetuju? Setuju, setuju, setuju. Yang tidak kata tidak. Lebih suara bersetuju. Setujukan. Yeah, that, that was a clear yes vote, I think. So what happened to our Rukun Negara thing? I mean... Were they impolite? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they were <laughs> impolite, but they certainly were speaking of each other. Yes, Um. so among the... Uh, selection of voices that you heard in that clip. Opposition Chief Dr. Sri Hamza Zainuddin, Law and Institutional Reform Minister, mostly, uh, Azalina Othman, and Dewan, uh, Dewan Rakyat Speaker Tan Sri Johari Abdul. As you heard there, a block vote was called and that received majority support. Okay, so this explains what happened. Anwar said that the reason he couldn't do the speech in the morning was because he had a meeting with Cambodian Prime Minister Hun Manet, who was on an official visit to Malaysia. The opposition bloc, however, did still end up walking out. Later held a conference saying that the PM was not adhering to day one rules. All right, last but not least, um, we, we've saved the, the noisiest clips for the end, actually. Does it get really... It gets noisier? I Actually, I don't know. We'll find out. Because the suspension of Pendang MP Datuk Awang Sulauddin Hashim from the Dewan Rakyat uh, by the Speaker happened. Um, he was a little bit confused because this actually happened after the walkout and he found out after returning to the Dewan with his fellow opposition MPs and he was told then by the Deputy Speaker Alice Lau to leave. Here is the clip of him demanding to know why he was given a suspension. Tan Sri uh, Speaker, saya nak minta, saya tak tahu sebenarnya tadi, minta, minta maaf sekejap. Saya mencelah. Saya dihukum 
Tapi saya dekat luar tadi orang bagi tahu kata saya dihukum 4 hari. Jadi tak apalah saya tengah jalan keluar. Cuma saya nak minta uh, penjelasan ataupun apa ni fatwa daripada Tan Speaker apa salah saya tadi dan telah uh, adakah dibuat semak siasat saya tak mau. Saya nak jaga Tan Speaker supaya buat keputusan uh, tanpa emosi. Jadi saya saya tengok tadi dalam gambar, saya tengok tadi masa Tan Sri Speaker buat keputusan dalam video dengan muka dengan apa semua saya tahu Tan Sri tengah emosi jadi. Jadi saya nak dapat penjelasan. Baik pernah. Okay, Di antara pemimpin-pemimpin bangkang yang paling saya hormat ialah pernah. Kawan saya, pegawai saya dulu. Okey. Tetapi apabila saya sebut suatu perkara, saya kata pernah tarik balik. Oh, saya takkan tarik balik. You are my friend or tidak? You tak peduli, you cakap sebab itu orang kata Kerana pulut, santan binasa Kerana mulut, badan binasa Anggaplah saya kawan Tetapi bila saya chair ni You kena hormat sedikit bahawa itu kawan aku Tapi dia speaker Kalau tidak hancur dewan ini Kalau saya tak buat lagu tu Jadi bila saya kena tarik balik Apa salah speaker? Maaf, tarik balik Oh, aku tak akan tarik balik You cannot do that to a speaker Mana-mana orang pun tak akan terima Sebab itu saya bagi 4 hari Agung kata 14 hari No, saya kata 4 hari dengan hormatnya Pendang, sila keluar. Terima kasih. That was Pendang MP Datuk Awang Saludin Hashim and also Dewan Riot Speaker Tan Sri Datuk Johari Abdul. So, not noisy, just a little bit heated. Um, and that is all we have from the Dewan Riot today. Just a brief recap of what we discussed, an update on Nakul as well as a clarification on the position of Syed Abu Husin Hafiz. Um, online scams, we're asking you whether you've had experience with that. Um, the ruling by the federal court that nullified provisions under the Kelantan Sharia Criminal Code enactment and um, the walkout in protest of the PM's delayed congratulatory speech to the king. If you'd like to weigh in, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bigotry free Malaysia. BFM eighty nine point nine. It is 5.26 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod, just returning now for some of the messages that have come in in relation to Popit Popit Parliament to do with uh, scams and politeness, all <laughs> uh, somehow related in this buffet of um, reports from Parliament. So to start off on the point about scams, um, Jun Xiao says, it's not really a, scammed, a scam, but I booked a round ticket to Canada during COVID through one of those online um, flight booking platforms. Uh, but somehow the airline cancelled the flight, so I requested a refund through the platform, but they didn't respond. So I contacted the airline many times until finally the platform contacted me and approved the refund. But up until now, the process is still ongoing, nor have I gotten through the nor have I gotten through to them again. Yeah, that's very uh, painful. And I think, you know, we all have to be very careful because sometimes when you Google something, some of these platforms, because they get sponsored or they're paying for it, they get positioned first. Yeah. So you might be confused. It might be confused. You just, you know, kind of everybody's kind of skimming things and therefore they kind of miss the fact see, that they're not on the right site. See, the other thing is that um, more often than not, these are very good prices. Um, the platforms do offer better prices than what you might get sometimes on the airline's actual uh, sites. And what I think people might not consider is a exactly this experience that 
it's all fine if everything is smooth. But if you're talking about delays or having to change your flight or anything that means that you're now essentially dealing through a middleman, then I think this is where some of those complications emerge. So even if it's not a scam, uh, as Jun Xiao pointed out, still. Yeah, but I, I think it's also, yeah, it, it does point to the way in which uh, we've become reliant. And sometimes it, these, you know, like you put it out, you put it very uh, succinctly. I mean, it is a middleman kind of situation, right? Uh, they might give the, the great price, but uh, you have that problem. And sometimes we don't see it. I think people sometimes just don't recognize what they're dealing with. Um, Aaron, meanwhile, talking about decorum, saying if you teach a parrot to speak uh, and it could recite the Rukunagara, it wouldn't be necessary that it would abide by the rules. So too are the MPs in our parliament. Yeah, Aaron, I agree with you. Parrots can recite the Rukunagara we've taught. The question, of course, is... I think it's a gesture. It's a gesture to remind. But the the trickiest thing is, do we want a parliament to just be a lot of politeness? I mean, I think parliament and I think the history of parliamentary democracy uh, suggests that actually parliament does get quite raucous and it's part of the process. The passions are real and, and therefore it should be accepted. And what it does is it takes the raucousness from the streets and puts it into this room where it can be contained. Briefly, we have um, a message from Lee Jun who says, I was added to a WhatsApp chat group asking us to get paid watching YouTube videos. I typed, can we just get straight to the scam? I'm kind of busy. Needless to say, I was kicked out of the group immediately. <laughs> Lovely. I think that's exactly uh, how to deal with these things. Keep those thoughts coming. You can call us. You can send us a voice note or uh, WhatsApp. But you can also, of course, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.